Hello and welcome to week eight of 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. Thank you so much for joining with us. I hope you've enjoyed the first seven weeks so far. They have been a blessing to me and it's been great to think through this process and really kind of slow down and take inventory of how we use our phones. So for this session, I want to get your mind kind of moving in the right direction. Um, think about what do you do when you're bored? Um, and maybe what did you do when you were bored when you were a kid? Um, for, for most of us, we were probably growing up pre-cell phone age as children. Um, and what was that like? What did we do when we were bored? How did we deal with our boredom? And now I think it's a a little bit different situation. When we're bored, we have a totally new distraction. Every single one of us, for the most part, has a phone in our pocket that we can grab and go and cure our boredom. Well, for, for this session, it's going to be a little heavier um, and have less kind of discussion than, than some of the other sessions. So, so bear with me because it's still a really important, much needed topic. This is probably one of the worst ways that our phone is changing us. But for this week, week eight, we get comfortable in secret vices. So we get comfortable in secret vices. That is the next way our phone is changing us. If you're following along in the book, number one is the price of cheap curiosities. First, smartphones make sexual sins more discreet, giving it the space to fester behind the veil of privacy. The walls of physical distance that made wrongdoing inconvenient have been eliminated by the digital age. Dating apps feed the hookup culture for casual sex and confuse what men and women are really searching for, authentic, loving relationships, those things that God created us for. These apps and, and, and the, the sites that, that people visit just mess that up and completely muddy those waters. Second, smartphones make free pornography easier to find than the weather. Over 50% of Christian men admit to ongoing pornography usage. It, it, it's not real life, it's a prison, and your lust and curiosity will never be fulfilled through pornography. The consequences of it are numerous, but they include the inability to form healthy relationships and the destruction of marriages. The third thing smartphones can do, the, these vices, they capitalize on our curiosities. Studies in both Europe and Japan have shown that pregnancy in teen girls has fallen. But not because of better sex education or abstinence, but because the curiosities that drove teens to experiment with sex in previous generations can be pacified digitally with sexting and porn. God intended sexual relationships to happen only between a married man and a woman. And any other type of sexual activity outside of, mother, outside of marriage, whether in person or digitally, it is sin. Fourthly, our smartphones allow us to indulge in our impulses. This, this, this trap that when we're bored, we can so easily indulge in our imp impulses. The sins of impulse go all the way back to the beginning of creation. Adam and Eve failed in self-restraint and forced their way into forbidden knowledge. But God designed some knowledge to be forbidden because he knows it will destroy us. You see, smartphones allow us to indulge in forbidden fruit in secrecy anytime, any day. 
but we have to understand. Number two, if you're following along, is that God sees all. Number two is God sees all. We fool ourselves with anonymity. Whether you're addicted to online shopping, okay? So, so this idea of we getting comfortable in our secret vices, I, we're, we're not just hammering home pornography. That's the big, huge elephant in the room. But there are so many other ways that we use our phones in secret that are sinful. So, so whether it is online shopping, whether it's, it's, it's gambling, whether it's illicit pornography or anonymous adultery, nothing is hidden from God. God does not respect privacy laws. And you may think that the things on your phone are hidden, but God sees everything. Sinclair Ferguson said, It is better to enter heaven, having decided to never use the internet again, rather than going to hell, clicking on everything you desire. See, one day every sinner will stand before God and all the things you thought you did in secret will be revealed. Many of us do things just hoping we won't get caught. Think about the recent data breaches of Ashley Madison and and these hackers just unloaded this list of people who thought they were sinning anonymously. Nothing you have done or will do on your phone is a secret. Even if you're hiding it from your spouse or your parents or your friends, before God, our browsing history is permanent. It can only be washed clean by the mercy of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. So parents, let me take a second and address some of the things that, um, that you may be dealing with. So for those of you who have children with smartphones, let's just, let's just think clearly through this for a few minutes. I want you to understand the internet is targeting your children. I know it may seem a little overdramatic, but they are coming for the soul of your children. See, our kids are hungry and they're thirsty to find meaning outside of themselves. But the Bible tells us they can only satisfy those desires with faith, faith in an unseen God. It's hard for church and God and the Bible to compete with an abundance of visual vices and temptations. When we are living for the visible and ignore the invisible things of God, we illustrate faithlessness to our children. We have to demonstrate this. We have to set the tone. We have to be the leaders in our homes. What are we teaching our kids? How are we guiding them to faithfulness? So number three here is de-viced. <laughs> de-viced. So do we just get rid of our smartphones? No, that's not the answer. And, and, and I shared with, with, with most of you in the very beginning, that's not the point of this study. We can't just go put our head in the ground. We can't go live in a commune somewhere. Like this is our life. And so we have to understand how do we, how do we live in this world? How do we use these tools and not fall into the traps that they also provide? We must realize that we are in a battle for holiness Internally, we must let our hearts find satisfaction in Christ, in Jesus alone, to see Him so clearly, to love Him so dearly, to follow Him so nearly that nothing, not even a smartphone, can control us. Externally, we have to remove stumbling blocks that decrease our faith and cause us to sin. This may be simple for you. A few months ago, it's probably been actually a year or two, you know, the more I think about it, but I found myself buying stuff on Amazon in about 15 seconds. 
and, and if, if you have the Amazon app and if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anything you could possibly imagine, I am 99% certain you could grab your phone right now, go to the Amazon app, type it in, and have it show up at your door within two days. <laughs> and for many of us, you can have that thing show up within 24 hours. And for some of those things, it can get here today. So, so I, I realized like how dangerous this app was. And I deleted the Amazon app from my phone because at least give me one more barrier to that app. So now I have to go get on an iPad or I have to go get on an actual computer before I start buying stuff out of impulse. Something else, when computers first came out and the internet became you know, widely popular in homes, there was some common wisdom to put the computer in, in a family room. And, and, and parents understood that we need to have this screen in a place where those things can't be hidden, where the whole family can see what's on that screen and there's no secrecy. But yet today, we're giving our phones, our, our, our children, smartphones to have these little screens with all of those things that can be accessed on the internet in their pocket. I, I just, I, I want you to think about how unwise it is for your child to have a cell phone in their bedroom behind closed doors. We have good kids. You, you, you probably have kids that love the Lord and want to make good choices and do wonderful things, but remember what I said a few minutes ago. The internet is targeting your children. Satan is a roaring lion and he wants to devour the soul of those children. And we have to be wise as parents and we have to stand up to culture and we have to do what we know is best for them, regardless of how upset that makes them with us as parents. We have to draw a line in the sand and it is foolish for us to allow our children access to the web in their bedrooms. The gospel of consumerism says everything you could possibly imagine for your happiness is visible and available right now and in all of these different options. Just come and get it. But the gospel of Jesus Christ says everything you could possibly need for your supreme joy and eternal comfort is invisible to your human eyes. And Jesus calls us to come and find it in him. As we think about the change, we've done this every session. There's two perspectives here, and, and one is the external perspective and one is the internal perspective. Externally, are you safeguarding yourself? Am I safeguarding myself from smartphone sin and practicing smartphone self-denial? Or do you use it and go see anything, go buy anything you want, visit any site you want? Are we practicing self-denial. And then internally, am I seeking to satisfy my heart with God's glory, even if for now it's invisible? We have to think through those questions. So our tip for this week, each day pray that God would protect your eyes and heart from digital garbage and instead help you to see God's glory and grow your faith. Sexual sins, pornography, addiction, they are heavy subjects. And sometimes we need to feel the weight of them to begin to understand their destruction. We need to understand what's happening in our world so we can protect ourselves from that, so we can be ready for that. These attacks are coming like never before. 
we're going to finish this session by filling our hearts and minds with the hope of Scripture. Long, long before digital technology, God knew that we would need to be vigilant, that we would need to focus our attention on the unseen. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. 1 John 2, 16 and 17 says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. I want to encourage you to read and meditate on these verses. Hopefully, you've got the, a copy of the handouts. If you don't, please let us know, and I will send you some PDFs so that you can follow along. But I've included some other passages as well. Meditate on these scriptures so that when we're tempted, the Holy Spirit can bring these words back into our memory and we can face this with the power of the Holy Spirit living within us. 